0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good morning, everyone. Shalom uh, aleichem, bruchim We're going to have one short inyan on daf nun vav and one on daf nun zayin. The Gemara said on daf nun vav that somebody who says to a woman, "You're married to me on condition that I don't have responsibilities to you. I don't have to pay for your food. I don't have to pay for your clothing." I don't have to have relations with you. It's a good marriage, and the Tanai is batal. Who holds this way? Divri this is opinion Rameer. Rameer holds the t'nai is batal, and the marriage is k'ayam. It's not a good Tanai but it's a good marriage. Now. If I would have been learning this Gemara simply, I would have said, you know why it's not a good Tanai? Because Reb Mayer famously holds, you need a Tanai to be a Tanai Kafal. We learn now tonight from Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain, and therefore the Tanai has to be double. You have to say, if, if A and B, if A then B, and if not A, not B. If you don't spell it out both ways, the Tanai and the converse, it's not effective. But that's not what the Gemara means to be saying over here. The Gemara means to be saying, as Rameir holds, you can't be masne ama shekasa b'tayra. The basic obligation of marriage entails she'er Sosvaina. So therefore, since that's a tanai marriage, you can't stipulate against what the Torah says. Therefore, the stipulation is off, and the marriage stands. Okay, that's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. <coughs> I can't even get away from Rameir in the Iyonshir. Okay, so today's Iyonshir I don't know if you saw the cover yet of the upcoming sefer. It's really uh the cover itself is uh, very inspiring. It's a nice picture of Taveria, Rameer's Kever. By the way, we were learning uh recently that even though normally we don't Paskin like Rameer, we paskin like Rameer Big When it comes to Gizeros, then we do Paskin like Rameer. But now we're talking about Rameyr Shita. Uh that was on Dafnon Zayan. Now we're talking about or Shita, that you can't be Masna, Amashakasa Bataira. So let's see Tysus. Let's begin with Toysis. Let me see if I could get it, bring it up here. Ah. Tysus. Says Toys, Obviously, we have to be talking about that he doubled the tonight to amar allah said to her am ain li if i don't have responsibility of food clothing and relations then we're married film otherwise alti makkadashas it's not a marriage how do how do we know it has to be a Tanai couple from the fact that the Gemara says the time of the the Gemara later says the reason of Rameir is not because he didn't double the Tanai. The Tanai Batal Mishum Damasna Masha Kasabat. The reason Rameir holds the t'nai is batal is because you're stipulating against the Torah. The Eloi Kaffl t'nai. if you didn't double the Tanai, typically the Tanai Batal, Rameir, Mishum de Bai Tanai Kaffl. Because Rameir holds you need a t'nai Kawh, like we say in the end of Kedushin. So now we're up to the big Kasha of Toysis. Any day that you could hear a Toysus' kasha is a good day. Fatema. ask Toysus a bamba. You ready for this bamba? A bomb kasha. Be'ez Hashem, this it should protect Kal all this question. Toys kasha is, think about it. So you made a good tonight. But the tonight is not effective because it's against the Torah. So why in the world would the marriage be good? The guy said, I only want to marry you if I don't have these responsibilities. So if he has the responsibilities, then it shouldn't be a good marriage. How in the world could this be a valid marriage? Why is it a good marriage? He stipulated explicitly, if he has responsibilities, that you're not married. Toysus' this this question, I understand it's not a tenai because it's against the Torah. But let's listen to what the guy said. He said, I only want to marry you on condition I am not responsible for these things. If he is responsible for these things then how could it be a good marriage? He says, my das is that I only want it to be a marriage if I am not liable. But if he's liable, how could it be a good marriage? So Toysus has an ein loymer. The ein Leumar de de mekudashas. Don't say you know why it's married. Lafisha Mekanshah Amanas Sha Timcholoi. He's marrying her on condition that she's Moichal him. Bahare Mahlah and she's Moichal. Ella de'en Machila S Machilah. But it's not a valid machilah. And I'm going to skip why this is not a good loymar. I want to go straight to Toysus' answer. Again, the question is, the guy said, I'm marrying you on condition that I am not responsible for Shek-Sos and Sos <clears throat> and Oina. But if he's responsible for those things, how could it be a good marriage? Ready for this Yisoid Gadol of Toysus? Toys is mechadish. That really, to know him should not help. <laughs> had we not learnt out from the stipulation of Bnei Garmei Ruvain, Hava <coughs> Amina I would have thought the no Shum Tnai No Tanai nullifies an act. Even if the Tanai is not fulfilled, Hamasa The act is stands. Tosif says, had it not been for the Xeris Hakasov. I would say you cannot make stipulations. You do an act; the act stands. I you stipulated, stipulated, schmipulated. Who, whoever said stipulation can can be effective? Whoever said a stipulation can qualify an act? An act is a ma'isa. It can't be it can't be quantified by words. You Say, I'm marrying you, you're married. I, you said, I'm only doing it on condition. Who said you can make conditions? Had we not learned that from B'nai God and B'nai Rubain, I would say you cannot make conditions. <laughs> but now that we learn out from Bnei Godim, Bnei Ruven, that a Tanai is Mavata Maisa, it still has to be similar to the Tanai Bnei Godim, Bnei Ruven. That's only if you, may, if you don't stipulate against what's written in the Torah. <coughs> similar to Bnei Gada, Bnei, Bnei Ruven. You did not stipulate on what's written in the Torah. Um, bottom line is that, listen to what Toysus is saying says kasha is how could the marriage be good but he made the marriage on condition that he doesn't have to give says that the phenomenon that a tanai is effective is only because it's we learn out from t'nai. had it not been for that pasuk, I would have said tanai don't work now that I learn out from there, I only learn out is similar to Ne Gadumne Ruvain. Listen carefully. The reason you can't make a Tanai against the Torah is not because you don't have the power to, it's because there's no such thing as a Tanai. Tanai only works because we learn out from Negarum Ne Ruvain. But Vene Gamne Ruvain were made a regular Tanai. But when you stipulate against the Torah, there is no concept of a Tanai. It's not that you don't have the power to, it's under those circumstances, there is no concept of stipulation. Mamelu, when the guy says, marry me, on condition that I don't have to give you sh'ar k'sos we don't hear those words. Those words are irrelevant. Because it's a tenai that has no basis. Because it's a tenai against what the Torah says. Not that it's not a powerful enough, it's that the Torah never gave the parsha of Tnaim under those circumstances. So the Maisa is Kayam and the Tnai is Batal. The Toysus Rid <coughs> says something interesting. Toysus Rid says, look on the side of your page, he quotes Rabbeinu Tam. The Tam, have a maflig bedvarim, He doesn't. He says something else entirely. When the guy says, "I'm marrying you on condition I don't have to live with you," it's not a tonight. It's just blabber. You know, sometimes people they emit wind from their windpipe. It travels through their voice and their vocal cords, but it's not really words. People are just talking. You know. It's not even based on a true story. It's just like, you know, birds, they tweet, they make noises. You know, you pass by a bear, he growls. So sometimes people just make noise with their mouth. When he said, on condition, that I don't have to give you sherek sosanaina, those words were just, haflaga bidvarim ba'ama. Toysius Yushanim says, have maflig bidvarim, beinza t'nai klal, she yiskayim this is not a t'nai that the t'nai has to be fulfilled. You know, it's like the guy said, I'm marrying you on condition that I'm going to uh, jump on one leg over Lake Ontario. Okay, very nice. You know, it's just talk. Those words have, are meaningless chatter. When somebody is Masna Amash Kasabat we don't say, well, his das was he only wanted to marry her if he doesn't have such an obligation. What if the guy said, I'm marrying you on condition that I could juggle the sun and the moon in one hand? So it's a stipulation. We say it's not a good marriage because uh, he only was marrying her on, with that condition. Absolutely not. We say it's Hafluga Bidvarimba Alma. So too, if someone's Masna Amash Kasabat <clears throat> it's not that the etsem tenoim don't work, we only learn it out from Tanai godamnei Ruvain, but this kind of tenai, we have no basis to learn it out from tenai godamnei Ruvain. No, the the way, the uh, the idea over here is that it's absurd. It is something that is absurd to do, and therefore has no halachic standing. So basically, toysus' kasha was that tenai should work because this was the guy's das, and the answer is Basically, no, we don't say this is the guy's. Really, Tanoim should not work. Only if they're similar to Mne God and Ruvain. Comes Rabbi Kiva Eger, and Rabbi Kiva Eger turns the whole thing on its head. Okay, this will be the last Maramakamah of this segment. <clears throat> Toisus again said that if the reason why it's not a good Tanaim is because it's against the Torah, Clearly, he had to double the Tanai. Otherwise, uh, it's not going to be effective. Had it not been that I'm not worthy, I myself would have answered Toysus' Kasha differently. What does that mean? Nearly That not that He's making it tonight. When the guy says, "I'm marrying you on condition I don't have sherek sus the amanas tonight oisa sus You know what the guy wants to do? Let's say somebody said, "You know, lady, I, you know, I, I would like to marry you. I want to marry you on Tuesdays." I'm busy the rest of the week, Tuesday I have extra time, I'll marry you for Tuesdays." So basically he's making a shear in the Kiddushin. He's This guy, he doesn't want to be married the rest of the week. He's not making a stipulation. He only wants the Kedushan to be chal in a limited sense. So what do we say under those conditions? Rabbi Kiv says he can't make a shir in Kedushin. So he, once the marriage is chal, it's chal. So this guy, it's not the b'shat, he's marrying her, and these are the stipulations. No. There are different parts of marriage. One part is you have to give clothing. One part is you have to give food. One part you have to live with her. And one part is you have to do carpool once in a while. So he only wanted to do the carpool part. Fine, but once it's chal, the Kedushin, is chal. I, but... He, it's against his das, not against his das. He didn't make a tanai. Rabbi Kibeger says, I'm not sure I understand it, because I would have said he did make a tanai. He is saying there's a condition. Rabbi Ki says he doesn't look at it as a condition, he looks at it as a limited form of condition. <clears throat> he does he wants there to be marriage, but not for the realms of Sherek Susanaina. For example, She'in Amanasha on condition that there's no aina. Doi shaykh lo do du inyan t'nai. Dim ye boi din oina lo yi ha-mecher mecher. Dim keinim ye oina yomera lo ikech roi tz'ani shiyya boi din oina v'yisbatel b'emes ha-mecher. Ela va'dai de'aino ibedarach t'nai, ela do mecher b'inyan shlo yiya lo loikech olav din oina. Let's say somebody says, (coughs) somebody sells something on condition that the buyer can't say, you know, you overcharged me. Is that a t'nai? That if there's oina, it's not a good sale? Because if there would be oina, the buyer should say, I want there to be a denayinah, and let's be mavatel to sell. So it's not a tenay. He's selling it in a limited capacity that the loikach doesn't have the right to opt out of it because of a And a buyer who agrees to that, he's like buying it without that right. In other words like this, if, normally, if you overcharge someone, the sale's off. But what if you tell the guy, when I sell you something, I'm selling you two things. I'm selling you, I want to sell you my baseball glove. And I also want you, normally when you buy it, you buy two rights. You buy the glove and you buy the right to say that if I overcharge you, you could renege. I don't want to sell you that second part. I'm not selling it to you. I'm only selling you the glove. I'm not selling you... The right to back out if I overcharged you. So let's say the lawyer Lecaire says, No problem. Let's say Lecaire says, No problem. Lecaire can't back out. Why? Why not? Because he didn't buy that. So it seems like there's this concept that some things are stipulations and some things are limited transactions. So he wants to make a limited arrangement. The limited arrangement is, he is not responsible for Shereq Aina. Not that the Kedushin is only Chal on condition that he doesn't have these responsibilities. But rather, <coughs> but rather, he's not marrying her for that. Marriage has many responsibilities. I'm not accepting some of them. Sarah Meir holds, you can't do that. Your mask is not I say I say the Kadushan should be off. Why should the Kadushan be off? He didn't marry her on that tonight. You hear what Rabbi Kibeger is saying? Rabbi Kibeger says he doesn't view Almanas, these are not the conditions of the marriage. He just didn't want to make a marriage. Marriage has many aspects to it. He'd never assumed responsibility for certain aspects of marriage. But guess what? The Torah says, when you're married, you're responsible for them. So now he's married and he's responsible. No, I stipulate. He didn't stipulate nothing. He said, you know, seven out of ten things of marriage I'm good with. So the Halacha Rameyer says, is, well, you can't... You can't decide what aspects of marriage you're responsible for. The, the, that's going against the Torah. But Rabbi Kivager, in his mind, he doesn't see this as a stipulation. He sees this as a limited responsibility. But you can't splice what the definition of marriage is. That's how Rabbi Kivager sees it. The marriage overrides the the, the specifications, basically, right? Yeah. The marriage is much stronger than, than the, the claw that he wants to put in. But we ignore the clause In other words, the guy says, I want to get married. He also says, you know, I'm aware that marriage means 50 different things. I, I'm going to marry you for 47 of them. So what's the guy basically doing? He's redefining marriage. He's saying he wants to be married, but not for all the ways that the Torah says marriage works. So he's not putting a condition on the marriage. He's specifying that he, he doesn't want this to work fully. can't do that. Yeah, but he only did it on that condition. It's not a condition. It's, it was a limited uh, responsibility, but... He, but he can't do that. The Torah defines what marriage is. He can't say what he's marrying for and what he's not marrying for. <clears throat> that's sort of a Kiveger. That's how he looks at it. Okay, one more, one more Indian. Is that okay? <clears throat> You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com